You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3AM, where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Pasikala. What's the scariest thing that you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3AM is a result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Dude, Sean, DJ, how you doing? So good. Good, good, good. good. Uh, it's been a while. So Sean, Kevin, and I, and then my wife, MJ, and one of our best friends, Janelle, we ran around Southeast Asia for, like you said, about a month. Uh, the girls stayed for three weeks. Sean and I stayed for like two, two and a half weeks, and it was awesome. It was wild. Uh, we went and ran around Thailand and the Philippines, and that's where Sean, DJ, and Jordan met was the Philippines. And that was Sean's first time back since living there for two years. Yeah. How was that? Shit, I forgot how hot it was. <laughs> it's balls hot down there. I would describe the entire country as sweaty. <laughs> just so sweaty no i love the country but it is super sweaty uh what was your favorite thing that you did while you're down there yeah i couldn't name a top one but i gave my top three like loved hanging out with the elephants for a day that was dope and we did a canyoneering thing that was sick we went through like these like canyons with super blue water and we would like jump off of these like 50 foot cliffs into the water and stuff it was sick we had a lot of things planned. So about every single day, yeah, every day, every day we had like an awesome activity. So um, let's say we did uh, canyoneering on Wednesday, Thursday we did something else, and every day I was like, I think that's my favorite thing we'd done. And the next day, <laughs> and the next day we'd get back and we're like, dude, that might have topped yesterday, and it just was like that the whole time, <laughs> dude. So we have been waiting to tell you. We haven't told you about Sicky Whore. So if you listened to the last week's episode, you remember, or maybe two weeks ago, I don't know. Before we left for Asia, we talked that we're going to go visit Sikihor. It's an island in the Philippines that's famous for black magic and has a sign right on the beach that says, if you see any witchcraft, contact the authorities immediately. So we're down in Cebu and Sean and I look it up and how we're going to get there. And it's like, you know, like a six, eight mile, eight hour bus ride there and traffic or taxi and a ferry so we did not go (laughs) (laughs) it was like a whole extra day going both ways of just traveling you guys went all the way there to not go yeah i know we looked at each other and we're like no hell no (laughs) (laughs) no we don't have time for this knowing the layout of cebu and how to get to sikihor it's a trek you have to spend you have to dedicate the whole day or two yeah. It was going to eat up two days. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, uh, you we were traveling a... with a group. If it was Sean and I, for sure. Yeah. And if we or had Sean plenty of time. You. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. But while you were gone, I did look up some stuff from Sicky Whore. Um, there's a way creepy okay. statue called Scary Mary. <laughs> what? 
hand. The picture is terrifying. It's this old, I, it looks wooden. This old statue of Mary. And in one hand, she has a skull. Solid. And from what I found, it looks like a real hu- human skull. And in the other hand is a cross, but she's holding it upside down. This is on Sikihor? This is on Sikihor. Dude. And the legend Ooh. is at sunset, she wakes up and she roams the church. People have said they've seen her walking around. Ew. Bro, I want to go check that out. <laughs> but like statues are huge in the Philippines. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, when we did Kalasan Falls at the very end, there was like this altar Santa carved Nino. out of the mountain. And inside was a little Santa Nino standing there. And it made me think of Jordan. I tried to film it, but there was like hella Filipinos around there. And I didn't want to seem all disrespectful. Nah. No. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Statues in the Philippines... While I was there, there were a couple times where there were reportings of like a statue crying blood. Ugh. There was one down the road from where I lived. It was I remember walking into uh, this family's house and they were watching the news. And <laughs> they showed the statue with like blood running down like tears on his face. Which is kind of funny because at the exact same time, I had a hemorrhage in my eye. Oh, whoa. And I was also crying blood for a couple of days like no joke uh, i had to go to the hospital for it and got that fixed but it was just funny because everyone's like oh, this is like god's sign that uh, just a sign from god and i'm like look at me bro like i'm a sign from god too look at my <laughs> bro that's a statue because i'm real <laughs> i'd be hella pissed yeah here's the picture of scary mary that's scary. Okay, so that just like doesn't belong in a church to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> that belongs showing, in a child's nightmare. <laughs> DJ's showing us the Okay. What's wrong with it? This is terrifying. <laughs> it looks like they tried to make and I don't know if this makes sense, but they tried to make it look too real. Like it almost looks like a real person. It's like uncanny valley. Oh, that's how so But wax, there's a slight bro. The eyes are like a little too big, which makes it terrifying. It's also like one eye is a little bigger than the other. So I want to laugh, but I don't want to be cursed. But I see like people that look like that and I'm always like, I don't want to laugh because I'm not, well, I am a dick, but like, I still don't want to laugh. Dude, it kind of looks like just a meth out nun. That's what it looked like. Oh shit. And they have it in their church. So that's cool. (laughs) Get that out. Well, I'm glad you guys are back. I'm glad you had a good time. Dude, what'd you do while we're gone? So much stuff. So many things, dude. <laughs> Not telling. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So let's do our question. All right. Okay. Our question of the week comes from have underscore house. Yep. All right. The question is, if you were approached to film a new horror movie, what would it be about? Okay. That's a good question. If we were to put on a horror movie. Your producer, director. Writer. Writer. Fluffer. All the above. What would it be about? Okay, I've definitely thought about this before. Because <laughs> um, I've wanted to like write a scary movie. I think it would be fun. My criteria for it is it for me, it has to be relatable. Okay. So... Aliens out, um, monsters out, 
Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about any of that. Mm-hmm. So the more relatable to me it is, the scarier it is. And so I've want, I've tried to think what would be the most terrifying thing to take advantage of. And some things I thought were like exploding when people go to sleep. Because if I can get it into your head that you're not safe before you go to sleep, I feel like you'd truly be afraid of that movie. Yeah. Or it's a, it would be something that would linger for you, with you after you left the theater, right? True. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Uh, my criteria is kind of along the same lines. One topic that I'm interested in, and it's probably because I've been reading up on it lately, Ooh. is the Mandela effect. Ooh, it's boring. The Mandela effect is when you think something happened oh, and, it, God. and it didn't. The Bernstein Bears. And the most common example that I see used is Star Wars. Is when Darth Vader reveals he's the father. Luke, I am your father. He doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. But everyone thinks he says Luke yeah. for some reason. So, I, some some type of like... Widespread false memory. Yeah. And also incorporating... Um, what is that movie? Oh, The Truman Show. Huh. Oh. Um, where everyone's in on something that you aren't. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. I like that. Because I was always kind of like scared of that when i was a kid in fact i thought i was in the truman show i'd even see the truman show when i was a kid i only saw it when i was like in high school mm-hmm. and uh i remember there were times i just thought everybody was in on something that i wasn't and everybody <laughs> was watching me so i remember as a kid there were like a few times where i would just like turn around super quick to look behind to see if like people were watching <laughs> me <laughs> and i was disappointed every time well i did see the truman show when i was like eight nine and i thousand percent lived a lot of my life under the assumption that there was cameras everywhere <laughs> dude i was like and i did the same thing you do like try to catch people out or something yeah or when i and i was like so i would every summer go visit my cousins in las vegas and i would like and i would try to figure out how how are they doing this so when i fall asleep they like would move the car like, you, like, stay in the same setting you know I thought it went deep, bro. <laughs> I then again, I was I was just a weirdo kid, dude. It's like I tried to test every movie, like to see if it was real. Yeah, to see if it was real. Like I remember, I would like get objects and like tap bricks because I thought Diagon Alley was bro. behind it. <laughs> you, heck yeah, bro. I I'm not as bad as Jordan, but I a hundred percent one time, like, and this is when I was young. I had a monkey that my grandma bought me, and it was like half my size because I was like six maybe seven and i knocked it off on accident off the bed and then just sid from toy story came to my mind and i was like that monkey's like half my size and if it decides to strangle me in the night it might win it could so i walked over to it picked it up set it down like on the bed again and i turned away and i was like sorry like left the room (laughs) sorry sorry dude and like walked out you walk away it's like oh it's okay dude oh my yeah you sorry turn and walk you put your hand on the doorknob and you hear it's okay or i forgive you dude i turn around and (laughs) got that monkey bro that's just like uh do you see the movie the witch oh yeah i watched that while you guys were gone how old is the witch 
That's like old. two years, maybe. Two years, so I can reveal spoilers. Yeah. Okay, if you don't want to hear spoilers for The Witch, fast forward um, one minute. It's three, <laughs> two, one. Heep. Um, yeah, at the end, where she's talking to the goat, because the goat is not Satan, or maybe it is. He's just like using it as a vessel demon. or something. Yeah. And the whole time, the family is like blaming, or she's like blaming the goat, and nobody's believing her. But she doesn't know for sure. And as the viewer, you're like, it's not the goat. It's not the goat, yeah. And at the very end, she, after her family is all murdered, and it's just her. <laughs> she's given up her will to, like, Lucifer. Yeah. She's like, are you are you real? Or something like that. And she's like, and there's nothing. There's nothing. It's just the goat. And then she turns around, and then the goat says, what do you want? Oh, but- that was the. See, look at that. I've, oh, I have chicken bro. skin thinking about that. <laughs> Dude, that's what we should do. There it is. There's our scary movie. To answer your question, we remix Toy Story, but it's terrifying. Toy, it's going to be a collab between Toy Story, The Truman Show, and the scene and with the Darth Vader and The Witch. <laughs> what about you, dude? Uh, I think my uh, requirement is like, what would scare me? So I would make a movie that scared me. And I don't know if I have a bigger fear than like cults, which doesn't make any sense because I'm listening to a podcast called Cults and all about the psychology and like that. It's hella creepy. But in the scenario where everyone in my family or friends group joins this cult and is like about it and like I know that it's not like I know that it's no good, but also... Um, I was saying also is like chill as I am being out in the wilderness every once in a while, I'll get that feeling of like, I'm not afraid of being out here alone, but I'm afraid of being out here not alone and mm-hmm. not knowing that would be scary. Hmm. I feel That's I'm also good... afraid of commitment. I would make a scary story about commitment. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Sean's horror movie is just a rom-com. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's true. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I like that. That was a good one. I like that laugh. So, Sean. All right. Take it away. Whoa, wait. This is the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is Charlie. I'm DJ. I'm Sean. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Okay, so I got a story that's from a friend of a friend. This person's in the military, is serving abroad, and had just recently broken up with their uh, um, girlfriend. And the way that they described their girlfriend was kind of like a like a taker, you know, like givers and takers. This was a taker. Someone who just continually sucked. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> <clears throat> so one night. Oh, so a keeper. <laughs> yes. They're a taker and a keeper. <laughs> so one night they're asleep. And they have this dream. They dream that they're in this building that I think was described in like a barren terrain, like North Greenland, but no ice, just like no trees or anything, just this terrain. They walk up into the attic and they see their girlfriend that had just broken up with them hanging from the rafters from like hooks. Hooks are like into their back. Meat hooks. Meat hooks hanging from the rafters. And they're first off just like, what the hell is this? 
skips. Now he can see his girlfriend straight across from him, and he's also hanging from these meat hooks in the rafters. So like POV point of view, he's on the hook looking at her. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, was it like out of body? Like now you see yourself standing down on the ground or like, and he's like, no, I was hanging from the hooks as well. And I could see her across from me Mm. as they were kind of hanging from these meat hooks in the attic of this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. He gets the feeling that someone is watching them and he wakes up. He kind of sits up in his bed and there's a crack in the closet and he can see these two eyes in the closet. The door kind of creaks open and he can see a figure. It's kind of like the best way they described it was the girl from the grudge. He sees like the the eyes and then like the dark hair, just like basically the girl from the grudge is how he described it. All of a sudden starts walking towards him as he's like sitting up in his bed. Like he had the whereabouts with him to get out of bed and run. He gets out of bed. He runs out of the room and he's on a military base. So he like runs out of the room past like the officer who's on like duty or whatever. And they're like, what's going on? And he's like, Nothing. It just keeps running. End of story there. Second part. Wait. Second what? part. Okay. I'm going to do a Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling the story exactly how it was told to me, too. Okay. On the other side of the world. I have questions, but continue. On the other side of the world, his sister is has their own house, and I assume his sister is married. They're having, like, a dinner party. And they're, they have a bunch of friends over, people visiting. She goes to, like, get something out of the kitchen to, like, enter, like bring food to the guests or something like that. And it was described as, like, an older-type house as well. Huh. She walks out into, like, this hallway that kind of has the front door at the end of the hallway. And then there's, like, on the both sides, like, the living room and then, like, a dining room-type situation. Mm-hmm. She gets to the two doors and like everyone was had been in the living room, but now every single person in the house is in the dining room. She like walks in, you're like, why is everyone in here? Like the, she, she described them as all being huddled together almost like in this area. And one of the guests was like, there's someone else in the other room that was just creepy and watching people. Apparently the guests said that they saw it, not just this one person. Mm-hmm. And they described this person as, a girl with dark black hair that kind of was over the side of her head, kind of like the grudge. Yeah. And this was at the same time that this was happening to another person on the other side of the world. So I don't know if there's any explanation to that, but did you grill this dude? I was asking. So it's a friend of a friend. So it was not him. It was a friend of his. So I don't know all of the details. That's just what I know. They never did anything after that? Not that I know of. I did ask that. I was like, well, are there any other type of like... Eat their dinner? (laughs) Dude, no. They better eat their dinner. I'd be pissed. (laughs) The most infuriating thing. Home alone. Homeboy sets up all his traps. Cooks himself that (laughs) dank-ass microwave macaroni and cheese. And he sits down to eat it. And it's like, ding, ding. And without taking one GD bite. He puts his fork down. He's like, time to protect my house. And like takes off. 
I hate that. Food is <laughs> always first. Even if there's a demon, I'd be like, Bruh, Run. wait. <laughs> I tell him to wait. Yeah. Because if you're... Respect, please? I'd be like, if you're going to kill me, I better have one more damn meal before I die. Do you want to get that last meal? <laughs> so let me be for two more minutes. <laughs> That's wild. First of all, one of the scariest things ever is feeling that someone is watching you. Yeah. Um, they've done uh, research and studies on that. It's You can quantifiably tell. Like they had people turned and then they would have someone stare at the back of their head and more times than not, they can tell when someone's staring at them. Yeah. So there's something going on there. Yeah. But what the F? I've never heard of that. Like the same thing. Happening to two people at the same time. Different That's, locations. That's weird. Yeah. But like I said too, I feel like they were justifying this whole situation in their mind because of like this breakup with his taker girlfriend. That's exactly how it was described to me as yeah. well. So it's like, it kind of just seems like that was a weird like time. Like that just so happened to happen recently, but like, yeah, I've never heard of a breakup demon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bro, you don't know. <laughs> there wasn't like a huge correlation between the girl they supposedly saw and the breakup. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. But, but also, they happened like during the same time. It's so. true. Yeah, in like high stress situations or any whatever situation you're going through, I feel like your judgment bends and conforms to that, and you become this like you, you justify things like Sean was saying. You try to come up with ways. Well, it's like the where you can prove you're right. Yeah. The same story from back in Haiti, a couple episodes back, where you're aunt kind of said that she felt like it was an earthquake going oh, through it was just her an earthquake locational earthquake yeah like at the middle of her kind bunch. of the strangest type of justification like it is entirely possible huh. but we try and come up with something to explain in our minds what's happening we want to be satisfied so we give ourselves like the easiest way out my homegirl Brene brown <laughs> she oh, ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. in her special though she did talk about it where she was like you know, we crave stories. So like our mind and our consciousness crave stories that make sense. So you're going to be fed all this input and you're going to do your very best to make sense of it. Whether that's a good story you're telling yourself or a bad story you're telling yourself. So that guy had those experiences super close together. And I bet the best thing that makes sense to him was that. Yeah. Except it does not account for why his sister is going through it. And that's true the too. The grudge like, coming out of her freaking living room and, and that room full of people seeing the person. That's yeah, weird. Everybody's seeing it. And the also uh, when I was being told the story, I was like, no one said anything when it first happened. Or right hooked it or like. I mean, if something was just staring at me, I'd be like, oh, yo, like. I'm a little I more dramatic. Slow your roll. Yeah, but. But like something <laughs> hella creepy staring at me and everyone else in the room, like at the same time. Like, are we all seeing this? Let's okay. jump this mofo. Right now, if we ever are out and about and we think we're, we're in the midst of a goat man or a mimic or a shapeshifter, we got to have a tell that we share with each other. Do you want to just do the one that we have? Let's tell it right here on the podcast so Kay. no one knows. <laughs> do you guys remember the one that we set up? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Then never mind. We're good. Do yes. you remember it? I remember it. I thought we were getting a new one, though. We will. We will. That's coming. Sorry, you guys aren't a part of this. <laughs> but <laughs> Go make just so you know, you got to have a tell with your friends. So and yourself. You like a, yeah, and, with your, and with yourself. Yeah. That way you know you, 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 you are who you. you say you are. Yeah. <laughs> and they is they. I have a little update. 
I should have done at the top. But, so the Haiti episode I, I did by talking to my sister, my aunt, my other aunt, my dad, you know, I was trying to collect information from all these people. And my sister just gave me a little bit of update and correction. Do you remember the night where my aunt's laying in her bed and she hears the dogs barking behind her head? Yeah. She said that same night she was there and they hear all of this chanting out the window. And so her and my cousins go to the window and they see this huge procession of like 20 Haitians all dressed in white chanting and like dancing. And then they, then they saw the pillars of like green fire go like 30 feet up in the air. So they were like doing a full on ceremony. And she said that for her was terrifying. She remember going to her room, trying to sleep, but just not feeling, having this weird feeling all night. Oh. Like something was in the air, you know? Maybe it was just like a, some dank barbecue in the middle of the night. <laughs> Dude, someone, <laughs> some meanest Morgul barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> There's me justifying the story. Yeah. It's because I'm hungry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I want that meal before I die. <laughs> okay. Um, segue with that. There, I've been listening to this podcast, super good, called Crime Junkies. If you're out there, you like true crime, you should listen to it. But they did a two-parter recently, and it's about children disappearances up in Illinois. Ooh. And dude, there is nothing darker on this earth than child disappearances and pedophilic sex rings. Mm. And that's what this is all about. But... Basically, there's this island that was set up for people to go and experience children in the way you think I'm saying it, and it got shut down, and so all of a sudden, all these pedophiles in this pedophile ring didn't have this playground that they had set up to go to, so bodies of children start showing up, because one of the psychopaths who's going to the island now has no outlet, and so by the fourth time, a kid, so the kids start showing up in ditches, dead. And their body has been freshly bathed and they're wearing the same clothes and they all have food in their stomach and like one after another, same thing. And they've all been molested. And so finally fourth child goes missing and the parents go on TV and like plead for their kid. They're like, please, like he's a good kid. We love him so much. You know, he, he likes playing basketball. He, he, cause what you'd want to do is try to humanize the child so that the killer maybe can't kill it. Right. Yeah. He, he plays basketball. He, he gets good grades. He loves Kentucky fried chicken. He loves his mom. He always does his, his chores. Please just let him come home. Let Johnny come home. Right. They find the kid dead the next day. <laughs> they do an autopsy and he has Kentucky fried chicken in his stomach. Oh, so the killer was watching and let him get the last meal. That's terrifying. It's intense. <sighs> That's crazy. While you guys were gone, there's a bunch of research I'm doing on uh, witches. Can I? Can I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I just had a scary feeling, and I'm not going to be able to shake it until I clear it. Go. So Sean and I were gone for two and a half weeks, and you weren't. Yeah. So you're going to have to whisper our code. Because I want to make sure you are you. Okay. Fuck. Right now? <laughs> yeah. To you? Wait, how do I know? Okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'll, you say the first part, I'll say the next part. That's a good point. Ooh, okay, we're good. We Sean. good? We good? Well, we were together. 
but me and me or we, we, we should okay. open every episode by sharing that just make sure we're with who yeah. we are true okay you do the first part microphone's close doc shut up dude <laughs> you didn't get it verbatim right okay no verbatim I, I, I think that's okay sorry I was just like you were like <laughs> while you guys were gone and I was just thinking like you became someone else <laughs> And then I was like, oh, oh I gotta clear this out. Okay, so confirm DJ is DJ. I'm me and Sean's Sean. <sighs> See? Oh, you gotta get a you gotta get nerve wracking, bro. Yeah, while you guys were gone, uh, I did a lot of research on witches. Like the Salem witch trials. And the Salem witch trials, some history behind it happened in the mid-late 1600s. Okay. And... It all happened within the span of 12 months. And in those 12 months, 20 people were executed. Five died in jail. Which is crazy to think about. That's a lot of people in one city. Oh, know? yeah. A small community. Yeah. The thing is, the Salem witch trials weren't the worst ones. <laughs> of course. The European witch craze went over the span of a couple hundred years around the same time mm -hmm. but tens of thousands were executed good hell so i'm reading more stories on that and i'll share some of those in the future but there's just a lot of content and i want to find the best ones and uh especially since it's historical i want to get my facts straight but uh there is one interesting bit that I really want. Like, I've been waiting for you guys to come back so I can share this. <laughs> Do you know the origin of the broomstick? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I know Harry got the Nimbus 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> and when that was smashed by the Whomping Willow, he was gifted the Firebolt. Up, up. <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> no it's crazy this like blew my mind and i had like it was so crazy in me i had to look at different sources to make and, sure and they all like cross-referenced like perfectly and i was oh, like yes right. it's crazy yeah so which is back in the day they would they would gather herbs and certain and like pieces of animal different animals and they would mix them up and that would be the witch's brew Ugh. you know yeah. The, you imagine witches with their cauldron. Uh -huh. yeah. That's what they were making. Or me in second grade on the playground making those like <laughs> yeah. some grass and throw yeah. it in. <laughs> Get an ant. Yeah. Um, Be like, look, it's uh, pancakes. <laughs> did you ever see the uh, boy version of Powerpuff Girls? It's like the ep one episode where there's the rowdy rough boys. Oh, snap. That's dope, dude. That's and, our new name. Yeah, dude. I love that episode. Instead of uh, sugar, <laughs> spice, everything nice, and then like chemical X, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, snips and snails and puffy dog tails. And dope. then puffy dog or uh, <laughs> chemical Y. Chemical X. Oh, that should, that would have been way better. Oh. Mixed in like a toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rowdy rough boys came out and they were like bullies and they dirtied the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. <laughs> anyway that's, that's metaphor, where like dude, that's a yeah i know it's <laughs> kind of crazy um anyway um that's where like witches brews come from and cauldrons because they would make these concoctions and they were basically hallucinogens for them to get high and that's how they would quote unquote fly 
Hmm. The broomstick comes into play because that's how they would ingest it. What? Which is oh, no. ingested vaginally. I was gonna so say. So a common household item was the broomstick, and they would rub this concoction on the broom, and, then sit and they on would it. either sit on it or ride it. You know, ride the broomstick, and that's how they would fly. And that's where the broomstick comes from. And it's crazy to think about because it's like. Every child knows that. Yeah, every child knows that. There's Halloween costumes and it's normalized in society. And I think of perverts. Yeah, I know. And nobody knows the origin. And like, I think of other comparisons. Pirates. One of the worst people. Vikings. And everyone's like, yeah, they raped and pillaged (laughs) and stole and were dirty and were disgusting and just had no like law and oh yeah it, you know like we where was me too during the caribbean bro <laughs> so i think <laughs> like jack spare no think, you know what i'm saying do you think we'll experience that same cycle in a few hundred years like little like in a thousand years do you think there will be little like ss soldier costumes for little oh. kids with like swastika yeah, patches like the nazi might become like a mythical like yeah. character something to laugh and joke about yeah you know yeah that's, that's Dude, I possible. Can see that. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. But what do you I think mean, about, that's like, probably the, already happening at like college Halloween parties? It was, but like people tweet those people out. Are, and yeah, they people go, tweet those out they and they go ham. They yeah. have, have an online witch hunt. Make <laughs> Halloween little, Halloween oh. again, dude. Oh my gosh. Chill, bro. <laughs> but isn't that crazy about the broomstick? <laughs> yes, it's dude, very that's crazy. wild. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. For some reason, you're saying it, it just makes sense. I'm like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. It certainly explains the riding a broomstick kind of aspect there. I have Wild. two things with that. <laughs> One, they think they cracked the case on the Salem witch trial. Hmm. There, what do you mean? So I'm going to explain it terribly, but I saw a video explaining the whole thing. And if we find it, we might link to it. There is a certain type of rot that happens in... I think wheat. And I think it's called egert rot. Sean, can you Google that? Egert? Yeah. And this rot, it might be in wheat or corn. When you're infected by it, you have like basically like an epileptic spell and hallucinogenic fits. Mm. And so they think that that is the most likely culprit for what was happening because they have the accounts of what the girls were doing. And it like fits this this um, this fit perfectly. Did it affect them physically too? Yeah, I think they were like Warts, seizing up and oh, maybe? I don't know. maybe I don't know. But they think that's what it was, and that's why. And people like lost their mind because they were all infected by it, mm-hmm. and so they just start killing and in this craze. And it's a Puritan society, like it's they were super like puritanical you know yeah it's like if your house caught on fire it's because the you devil. were sinners yeah everything was tied to like, like sin and, and yeah. yeah two a toy company and harry potter had to recall all the nimbus 2001 toys because it was a small broomstick sold to children that when you turned it on would vibrate and you were supposed to put it between your legs and ride it. And so thousands and thousands of little girls turn this vibrating thing on and put it in between their legs and experiencing things and didn't know 
and the had to talk to their parents and then like it became this big thing and they recalled all those <laughs> who like who okayed that <laughs> who's like dude we should make children vibrators <laughs> and so for harry potter that's so bad that's so bad <laughs> yeah there's things like that and it's like i had one of them like, I did not experience the joy from it. <laughs> and I rode that everywhere. I thought it was flying, bro. That you hear stories about different toys like that. And it's like, how did nobody in the whole chain of command think of this? The designer, the publicist, the Dude, they probably did, but it was like right before shipping and they were like, F it, we're going live. You yeah, know? And like, we're making hella money, yeah, bro. Yeah. Damn. Okay, Sean. It's called Ergotism. So it is like ergot. It's in the How do you spell it? Encyclopedia Britannica 2019. Okay. So it's legit enough to have like passed whatever type of thing they gang, have to gang, put I'm into not all encyclopedia. <laughs> um, ergotism. But ergot is like E-R-G-O-T or something like that. Yeah. E-R-G-O-T-ism. Ism. <laughs> Case of the ism. Bit of the ism. Tism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, they believe that that rotting rye may have caused ergotism that caused that, you know, basically exactly what you're saying. That's sick. Is the newest 2001 thing too much? Nah, dude, I like that. <laughs> I just want to see. But when you were like, they put the they put the potion on the broom and put it between their legs, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, Okay, so witches. <clears throat> I will share more witch stories in the future, but that's all I'm going to give you now oh. is the broomstick. <laughs> um, I do have another story, though. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. <sighs> I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head my emotions, if that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3 a.m. and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com It is unrelated, but this is something that I found while you guys are gone, and uh, this is one of the best stories I've read in a while. Oh, gosh. Ooh. All right, I'm kicking back. I'm excited. So this was found on Reddit. Some of you might be turned off by that, but like all of our other stories from people we know or we tell you we know, uh -huh. I take it all with a grain of salt. So that's what I'm doing right now. 
Uh, this comes from the user Madame Fizzgig. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> uh, Milady. She starts with a little background. Uh, I'm a female, and this occurred two years ago when I was 18. This takes place in the state of Maine. I want to go there so bad. Same, dude. Let's go. I'm from clear the opposite side of the country, the southwest. Hawaii. Like, <laughs> Hawaii. That's the real southwest of the U.S. Yeah. Bro, if you're going to go. The most northeast. So in my mind, I think of like quaint, cute, fisherman town, mm. a little inn slash bakery slash yeah. coffee shop where people eat there every morning and the families know each other they all call each other by name they still deliver the milk in glass bottles yeah yeah <laughs> that's main in my mind so very Same. ignorant but i i still would love who to knows go. we've never been there it I, might yeah. be like I that know, it might be like that yeah there um, are some towns that are similar to that dude let's go we'll go got to get some crab cakes and some 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 lobster just fresh from the ocean mm. i'm so hungry right now i'm so hungry too <laughs> damn dude how do, why did we have to choose to start talking about food at the beginning of this podcast <laughs> anyway um maine yeah so this takes place in maine uh, every summer my family and i go up to camp in dedham slash ellsworth maine it's about a three-hour drive uh from my house the camp itself is about an hour from the nearest town I've been going to this camp my entire life. Uh, my fa- she explains that her family owns it and have never had an incident like this happen before. I was watching TV in the middle of the night. Both of my brothers and my parents had gone to bed. I heard a noise coming from the kitchen and realized that the dogs needed to go outside to do their business. So I took my brother's two pit bulls and my affin pincher. No idea. Is that how you say it? Affin pincher, I sure. think. It's a tiny dog, she says. Uh, my affin pincher outside after turning on the porch light. I walked around to the front yard and I let the dogs off leash. It's so incredibly dark in the woods in Maine that the porch light really only illuminated the porch and nothing else. So I tried to keep an eye on them. I was momentarily distracted when I saw a loon. Oh, that's uh, a bird. Yeah. Okay. A wild bird uh, on the lake. And the loon by itself, the sound it makes is creepy. And if you don't know what it sounds like, once you hear it, you'll recognize it because they put it in every single damn horror movie yep. or creepy scene. The loon is like one of my favorite noises. I sent it to DJ. DJ and I have made beats. DJ makes beats all the time. And sometimes I'm like, yo, sample this. But a while ago, I sent him the loon. I was like, we got we to gotta make something with yeah. this. The loon <laughs> sound is really cool, but it's, it fits in this. Okay, do it. As well. Do the loon. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. We'll sample that. <laughs> okay, so uh, she was momentarily distracted uh, when she saw Loon on the lake. When I looked back, I saw that the pit bulls were both looking at something in the woods. I couldn't see what it was, but I assumed they'd seen a squirrel or a raccoon. It was then that I realized I didn't see Alfie anywhere. Her little tiny dog. She's an awfully small dog, and she's completely black. I called for her a few times and heard some soft whimpering right where the dogs had been looking earlier. I took a couple steps in that direction and called for her again, worried that she may have gotten her paw stuck between the rocks or gotten stuck in a snake hole. 
Suddenly, I felt something moving behind me. Okay. Felt it? Mm-hmm. I whipped around and looked down. It was Alfie. <gasps> She'd been staying close to me the whole time. I just hadn't seen her. So naturally, I was thinking, if Alfie is here, what the hell is in the woods? Oh. I took another step forward, and the pit bulls began to growl. They were slowly advancing and were now on either side of me, looking right into the blackness of the woods. I quickly picked up Alfie and began to back up very slowly. Not sure what I thought was there, but there was lots of animals in Maine, and I figured the dogs knew better than I did, <clears throat> since I couldn't see anything. Right as I turned around, I heard the most absolutely bone-chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Coming from the direction of the woods, I heard, Alfie. Oh. Calling Alfie's name. It sounded almost as if it was trying to mimic me, but it was just all wrong. The voice sounded really distorted, and it almost seemed to wail. I freaked out and ran inside with my dogs. I have no idea what was out there in the woods. My camp is essentially a log cabin overlooking a lake, and our nearest neighbor, who is also family, lives at least a half mile in the opposite direction of where the thing was. Good hell. <sighs> Dude, what is that? I hate that. I hate that too. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out. Gosh damn it. And you hear the same thing or something similar calling right back to you. I might just like de-evolve into like a primordial creature if that happens to me. <laughs> like just scream and exit my bowels and stuff. Because... I, I have no time for that. I'd be so upset and mad and scared. <laughs> I'd immediately just fall down and ball up, gouge my eyes out and tear my ears off. So I don't for see or real. hear anything. <laughs> like straightway. <laughs> yeah. Throw a finger. I'll do it. Don't do it to me. I'll do it to myself. <laughs> How do you come back from something like that? You're going to wonder what the hell that was. Maybe you're a little shocked at the beginning. So you go into your cabin, you're scared, and you're shocked. But then eventually the shock and the fright is going to leave. And you're going to wonder, what was that? And how do you deal with that? You're also going to wonder if it's still there. Yes! I would never go back to that cabin. Until I had a corpse of whatever it was. Well, how do you explain that say, to yourself? They mimicked me. That's the thing, dude. Do you believe in mimics? The comments were saying that they think it's a Wendigo. I mean, it is Northern America, but it's a little off. Like Minnesota is like the hotspot. Yeah, spot Minnesota them, right? and yeah. like just over the other side in Canada. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who's to say they can't travel? Well, they were talking about like geographical because the subreddit this was posted on was our skinwalkers. And they they were saying skinwalkers is strictly Navajo. Yeah, so it's, it's not a skinwalker. They think it's a Wendigo because it's in the Northern-ish region. Yeah. And the difference between is uh, Wendigos, both Wendigos and Skinwalkers can speak. Skinwalkers shapeshift. Wendigos are more creatures, like inherently creatures. But she couldn't see anything. We don't get any other details besides um, her being, her hearing, you know. Possibly unpopular opinion. It was just somebody out there. 
that was even then you know, no, that's terrifying and yeah like even if yeah that's terrifying but it was in the middle of the night and the nearest people were half a mile away someone commented it's almost noon while i'm reading this and i'm scared to go outside my bedroom i would have lost it and she replies i kind of did lol it was a mixture of me swearing and scrambling around to get the to get to the back door while yelling to make sure the pit bulls were following me yeah so, oh, that, there's a thing at least she's with two pit bulls if you're yeah. gonna choose two animals or like two dogs to be with pit bulls are a good choice for protection well it seemed like yeah they were already like aware that something was there and ready to throw down you yeah know? she said the thought crossed her mind uh, she, she was like yelling out like to the dogs like get over here go 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 let's go she said it crossed her mind that what <laughs> it would be terrifying and also kind of funny if it, like she heard that voice mimic that too like trying to get the dogs oh, to go to just Sam? Yeah, get over there. Go, go, go. Oh. oh, gosh. Dude, here's the thing. It seems to be a theme for mimics. And like we brought this up, I like this metaphor. But of, uh, what are those fish that have the lights? Oh, the Anglerfish? Yeah. yeah. It's like an anglerfish where it's always at the edge of safety. And it's just trying to get you to cross that bit. So it was right in the dark in the trees and it wanted her to come in, you know? Yeah. That's terrifying to me because what other traps have they thought of? You know, what other traps? Because if I'm not, if I'm out and I'm hiking, we hike all the time. Yeah. And I could easily see if I hear my wife MJ's voice, like I would follow without thinking. And I want to fall into those traps, bro. Somebody comments on one of these stories. They're the one who detailed the difference between a Wendigo and a Skinwalker. They were talking about how they like wrote a research paper about it back when they were in school but it's the same person they're like i come from a native american reservation and apparently they were taught to never follow anything into the woods if something yeah, like good. if you hear someone even if it's familiar even if calling it's your out, grandparents yeah yeah i've like, heard that don't go yeah i don't know where it was i was reading a ton of stories but it was like it's super common for kids to see their grandparents standing at the edge of the wood just kind of like dead staring at them and then like wave them and kids are taught to ignore that and they'll run inside and they'll see their grandpa sitting at the kitchen table or something hell no i found this story on uh 4chan a couple years ago and the best i can remember the yeah 4chan if you don't already know is the literal butthole of the internet but i don't know how i came across i think it was on imager but it was a screenshot of the story yeah so it's like green text yeah so basically this girl lived we're santa cruz that's northern california yeah like on the way middle to to northern yeah yeah on the way to it's coast yeah yeah on the way to the bay and they lived in the mountains she was a single child with a single mother she describes themselves as being dirt poor like below pot like american poverty Uh they had a van and a trailer nowhere to park that trailer but they made friends with this dude they known they knew after knowing him for a couple of years or something he invited them to live like on that he was like i have a huge property you can live on my land just like take your trailer or whatever so where where they situated themselves was like a mile away from his house like that's how big his property was yeah and this is up in the mountains and this girl, she was still in school. She didn't specify how old she was, 
but the way she was talking, it sounded like she was like a younger teenager and she would have friends sleep over once in a while. And she described it as even though they were poor, their friends liked to sleep over because it felt like they were camping. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> it's like we're visiting a third world country. And this is uh, what their little um, living situation looked like. It was a fenced area because there was like a garden or something. The trailer was in the fenced area. The van was parked outside of it. And then there was this one like hut and it had electricity. Trailer didn't have electricity. So she loved video games. She would go there and spend, you know, she's the only child. So she spent a lot of times playing a lot of time playing video games all by herself. But in this one, little hut, in this it, little hut, is it like a shack or is it like an open pavilion? It's thing? like a, no, it's like a shack. Like it's enclosed. Okay. Like you open the door to get in. Gotcha. Um, and it, yeah, she invited a friend to sleep over once and oh, I forgot the exact game they were playing, but I can relate to this. Like they started it in the early evening and played till like two in the morning and finally finished it. Zelda and Ocarina of Time. Something <laughs> like that. I, it was like along those lines. Yeah. Um, but when they were finished, they had another game and they're like, let's play this other game. So they take it out, pop it in. The friend's like, I need to go use the bathroom. While you load that up, I'm going to use the bathroom. And the bathroom was in the trailer. Yeah. So the friend walks out of the shed, goes to the trailer to use the bathroom, and doesn't come back for, like, maybe after, like, five minutes, the girl goes, it's kind of a long time to use the bathroom, I don't know, but I'm also hungry, so I'm going to go get a snack. So she opens the, the shack, and the friend is right there. Wait, like, opens the, the door to the shack, and she's standing right there. Yeah. <clears throat> the friend is right there, but facing the other direction, and, like, kind of, like, braced against the door. And at first, she's, like, thinking it's weird. Like, what the <laughs> it's heck? like, did you go to use a bathroom? Because she says she didn't hear. She heard the footsteps go, but she didn't hear the footsteps come back. Oh. She thought it was weird, and she was like, are you okay? And at this time of year, and up in the mountains, and it's northern-ish California, it's cold out there. Not freezing, but cold enough to where she touches her friend, like to shake her shoulder or something, feels her arm. She said, it's really cold. And She's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? The friend doesn't say anything, and she's like, Okay, I'm going to go use the bathroom too now and get a snack. So she like walks around the friend because the friend's like blocking the door and goes into the trailer. She goes into the trailer and she's like, this is so strange. And she turns in the trailer to walk towards the bathroom and she notices the bathroom door is closed. She's like, what? She walks into the bathroom. She jiggles the handle and she hears a voice in there saying, uh, I'm in here. And she turns around and she looks out the trailer door and the thing is gone. Whatever was there is so gone. So it's the voice of her friend in the bathroom? Yep. The voice of her friend in the bathroom. So she freaks out and she says she's yeah. already like a scaredy cat and terrified of these kind of things. So she wakes her mom up. Her mom is like, what? Nothing's here. She, 
She takes out a flashlight. She goes outside, looks around. Nothing. The friend comes out of the bathroom. She goes to use the bathroom. She comes out. They're still there. The friend doesn't believe the story either. The mom's like, just go, I don't know, play games. <laughs> so the mom goes back to bed and they go back to the shack. And apparently the friend is telling her, you're just tired or something. So she starts believing it. Yeah, I must have. I must and have imagined it. We have been playing that video game all day. so I, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So huh. while they're playing, they boot up the second game. She says like two in the morning. And uh, while they're playing, they hear uh, there's a dog. The friend that let them, let them live on the property, his dog apparently was really crazy. And that was the other reason for the fence is to keep him out. The dark dog starts like barking super crazy. The friend's like, oh, the dog kind of does that once in a while. And then uh, this goes on for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then the dog stops. They listen closely. And the dog is just like whimpering. Oh. And then the whimpering stops. But then they hear scratches on the wall of their shack that they're playing video games. Like in. claws or just it could be but they just hear scratching on the walls and she turns to her friend she's like i'm telling you like you're hearing this too with me right now like something's out there and after this scratching happens for i don't know enough time to irritate the friend the friend beefs up and is like okay hey, i'm gonna go see what's up and yeah, okay go they grab <laughs> Uh, like a tennis racket from inside <laughs> the shack. That's like the, the best thing to have in there. Yeah. Grabs a tennis racket and uh, she says, I'm not going out there with you. I'm sorry. Like, if you want to go and handle this, you're going out by yourself. And the friend says, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Takes a tennis racket. Don't split And up. she's like, I'm going to close the door behind you. We don't. There's no lock on the door, but I'm just going to hold it. And... The friend's like, okay, I'm going to go check to see what's up. So they open the door. Friend goes out. She closes the door, and she's, like, holding it with her body. No. She doesn't hear anything. It's just silent. She, like, like, softly speaks to the door. She's like, are you still there? And then he's just pounding boom, on the boom, door. Boom, 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 boom. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. She's scared because she's like, how do I know, you know, if this is actually my friend you know yeah yeah she lets him in but as she opens the door and as he runs inside notices behind the friend the mom again standing right there and uh they close the door and they barricade it she's like what what happened and as he's barricading the door he's telling her like i went out there your mom was just standing there. I guess she. I guess she did hear sounds. Sorry, I got that part wrong. Um, like I said, I, I I read this a while ago. She did hear sounds, and they were talking, or he was trying to talk to the mom. So but the she mom hear like muffled voices through the door or yeah. something. Yeah, the mom wasn't responding. Uh, but um, something that the mom or creature did freaked him out enough to make him come back inside the shack. She remembers the mom telling her to go back to the shack, saying, go to sleep, everything will be okay. 
So they're barricading the door and he's telling her that, you know, that's not your mom outside. And they're both terrified at this point. They don't go to bed. They can't. They can't sleep. But the rest of the the night, they just hear the scratching outside and they're like sitting on the wall. The scratching gets closer to them. At one point, the scratching was right behind her head where she was sitting on that part of the wall. And she hears whatever that thing say to her, go to bed. Everything's going to be okay. That was, that was, that was what made them not sit on the wall anymore. And they like huddled together in like the middle of the room. The next day came, sunrise came and the scratches went away and they woke up to their mom opening the trailer door. Like they heard the trailer door open. They didn't know if it was their mom waking up coming out or something opening the trailer door and going in. Uh, but after some time, they just... I bet it took a while to convince Yeah, because the out. mom was like, what are, you, what, what are you doing? I'd be like, say more things. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. they need... The secret password. The secret password. Yeah, exactly. Dude, um, but we, we could have we could destroy like so many scary stories if we get people to start making up a secret code. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Oh, <laughs> that loon sound. <laughs> Damn it. You and my sister used to play a game. So you have to say the name of an animal, how it sounds. And we used to play this all the time, dude. And just howl laughing, like say a horse, but make it sound like a horse noise. That's a ho- no. I said a horse. <laughs> no, dude. I was just making the name snake. of a snake, bro. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the master of that because tonguing runs through my veins. Oh, true. So does horse. It's decomposing yeah, in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, one time. She, so like we'd go back and forth and just like yell animals at each other. And then one time she hit me with a jellyfish, and I was like, "It's <laughs> 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 like you just gotta feel it deep inside, you know." Stupid. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> feel free to play that out there if you're bored. It's fun. You to, but you have to do it with people who don't take themselves seriously. If you're a loser. <laughs> yeah. Like us. Yeah. Join the, lo- join the quitters, bro. Yeah. Quitters never quit. Okay. So this story comes from my cousin, Seth. Seth is one of my best friends ever. I've almost been kidnapped with him twice because yep. he grew up in Vegas. I hadn't heard this story till recently. Which is weird because we've shared like every story with each other. And so when he told me, I was like, dude, why have you been holding back? Seth's going out on a Boy Scout trip and he's 14 years old. And so they get, they hike to their location and they get there. And Seth has like two really close friends and they were going to be in the same tent. And there's probably like five or six boys there and a couple of the, the Boy Scout leaders. And so Seth and his two friends were like, dude, let's you know, let's go set up our tent way over there in those trees. Like, let's be cool, you know? So they go and they set up their tent way away from the leaders and stuff like that. They, you know, make, make their fire. They do all the normal stuff, whatever. And then it comes nighttime. So they go to their tent and they start sharing scary stories. And Seth has good ones. So they're going around, they're getting progressively more and more scared. And in the middle of Teddy's story, they hear like a snap of a twig outside the tent. And they can hear someone walking up to their tent. And they all become dead silent. And the figure walks up to right outside their tent and is just standing there. And they're like really quiet looking at it. 
and it reaches up and grabs the zipper. And so they're like dead afraid and just opens the whole tent and it's a boy standing there and he's in their scout group. He recently moved to Seth's hometown and Seth said, up until this moment, I've never heard this kid say a word. He had like, Seth is like, I think his parents got divorced. And so he moved with his dad to this new city. And that's why he came. He was the new kid. And he never spoke. He always just kind of sat there. And the kid unzips the thing. And he's just standing there looking at him at the, th- at the three of them. And he's like, you guys telling scary stories? Not anymore. And they're like, yeah. And he said it's about 2 a.m. And he's like, do you mind if I sleep with you guys? I can't sleep. And they're like, sure. So he like has his sleeping bag under his arm, throws it out and just lays down on the edge. Right. And so they're like, okay. And when they had heard him, um, Teddy was in the middle of the scary story. So Teddy's like, um, okay. Uh, and so anyway, and then finishes the scary story. And then they, but they just like couldn't get the mood back in. It was kind of awkward, you know? Yeah. So they tried to share one or two more and then they kind of like stopped talking for long periods of time. And then they were like about to fall asleep, right? Mm-hmm. And they, from the side of the tent, kid goes, I have a scary story. Do you mind if I tell it? And when my cousin told me, he was like, dude, I was like, I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> I'm I'm just laying there in my sleeping bag and if you looked at me there's just like tears streaming down the side of my face. He's got that bloody eye tear right now. (laughs) Blood from fear. (laughs) DJ's like, please no, please no. And Teddy goes, sure dude. Keep in mind they've never heard this kid speak. He's sitting in their tent 2am in the morning out in the middle of nowhere. The leaders can't hear him. They decided to go far away into not safety. And the kid goes, Sometimes when I'm at home, I'll be sleeping and I'll wake up with a terrible feeling. I'm lying in my bed and I don't know why, but I always look over to my brother's bed to see if he's there. And one time when I did that, my brother was floating a foot above his bed. And it scared me, so I yelled his name, and he fell down on his bed. And so I laid there the whole night watching him, and I couldn't go back to sleep, but I know I was awake. My cousin and his friends, their b-holes are getting tighter and tighter. (laughs) (laughs) They're dead silent, like all of them are clutching their sleeping bags. And he goes... Another time I woke up and I had the same feeling. This time I didn't want to look over at my brother's bed, but I had to. So I looked over at his bed and he wasn't there. So I looked around the room and I couldn't see him. So I get out of the bed and I walk to the door. And right outside the door, he's standing in the hallway. And he's just looking down into the darkness. And when I'm staring at him, he looks up at me, turns to the wall, and he puts a foot on the wall and starts to step up 
like gravity doesn't have control of him. And at that very second, he's gone. And I hear a boom behind me. And I look back in the room and he's in his bed. My cousins and his friends are lying there. (laughs) And they're like, please, please make this stop. I'm just trying to get my eagle scout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying never to never meet your brother ever. I'm just trying to learn some knots. <laughs> I don't need this right now in my life. Get my merit badges. And so he's like, I don't, I don't know if those are scary or not, but I never want them to happen again. Good night. No, dude. No, dude. My cousin's like, yeah, good night. Rolls over, eyes wide open. He was like, I was terrified. I don't know if those are scary. Good night. Yeah. And he's like, so my cousin was just like, I would have been out. Yeah, I would have been like, out. I have to go to the bathroom forever. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I just imagine all of us being in that tent and some weird dude comes in. Dude, that's when we get up and just start like stomping. Yeah. I just like look over at Sean. Mm-hmm. Look over at DJ. Mm-hmm. And we're just like. <laughs> be like curb brother, stomp this ground, Your bro. brother didn't come on this trip, did he? <laughs> yeah. And he, he just points up to the top of the tent. <laughs> okay. He goes, I always throw this out there. Disclaimer. Even though that story sounds crazy to believe, the kid was dead serious while telling it. Like, the kid believed what he was telling. None of us knew him well enough (laughs) and what his life was really like. So, after he finished telling that story, we promptly decided to end storytelling and we just all tried to go to bed. (laughs) And then he said, I probably saw that kid once or twice after that. Like he just stopped showing up and stuff. I have a theory. That kid was homeschooled. <laughs> but does that explain like the walking up? Like, okay, they're 14 years old. That's an extremely well-crafted, scary story. So either he was told that he has the best story writing skills or it's like something like that happened or he dreamed, you know well, what I mean? Well, it sounded like from the story that he was saying it like in pretty basic language as yes. well. So it's like from a 14-year-old's point of view, that's what they saw. Yeah, yeah. And my cousin said like it sounded insane, but it felt so real. He felt like the kid believed it 100%. That's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy on so many levels because you're stuck. You're basically stuck in a tent with the school shooter kid who just told you (laughs) some demonic things. And he's at the door of the tent too. So you got to get past it to get out if you're trying to. And he's not stuck in no sleeping bag because he dropped it outside the tent. He's ready to go. He slips a zip tie into the freaking zippers too while he's like, you know. (laughs) Bro, new scary movie that I'm making. That. Cool. I haven't thought about this in a long time. And the reason is I was probably about six or seven years old when this happened. And I remember hearing the story from my dad. And I'm originally from Washington State. We lived out in the mountains in Washington. And in an old Civil War home. No, that, no, was, Civil Kentucky. War. that was Kentucky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Hawaii just became a state recently. Yeah. I'm still learning You're my U.S. Up. history. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so never mind. I'm meshing different people. Okay, Sean. so. <laughs> That's embarrassing, dude. Well, yeah, a lot of the Civil War okay. took place in Washington State. <laughs> the Civil War of Washington and Oregon. But this is the house that had, your, your driveway was like four miles, right? Pretty much, And yeah. you lived there to like mow the lawn. No, no, that was no also dog, this is different. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to shut up for the next 20 minutes. So, sorry. Reel this is the back one to wherever you need to. It took legitimately, you would be on a main road and you'd have to take this like side, almost dirt road in the mountains. And From the take, Columbia River. You want Let to me tell you this. There. If you're familiar with the uh, Washington, uh, Portland area, from our backyard, we could see Mount St. Helens, Mount Adams, and Mount Hood. That's dope. So it was up in the mountains, and we could see all three of those from where we were at. We're out in the middle of nowhere, and this is probably a 10-acre lot. All I remember from that time was there was this, like, almost track that went around the entire, like, 10-acre lot. Almost like they cleared it with, like, a tractor, and so there was tractor tracks all the way around it. And then our little, like, mobile home was in the front of the lot, where the driveway finally came up to. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those houses that you see driving down the road that's one half on one truck and one half on the other truck put together. Nice. I'm six or seven. My older brother's seven or eight. My younger brother's four. We are, you know, little little boys. We're out like exploring in the wilderness. And I remember my dad telling the story, like we were out exploring and he gets this feeling. Where are your boys? And we're nowhere to be seen in the house. He looks out in the front yard. We're not there. All of a sudden, he starts hearing howling. He runs, grabs an axe, and like starts Damn. sprinting through our like lot. Damn. Finds us all the way at the back of the lot. Because I remember we would follow this track. Like I remember walking on that track around it. So we're at the very back corner of the lot. That's where he finds us, and he can hear the howling getting louder like as he gets towards us. Huh. So whatever it was was closer to us than it was to him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he finds all three of us. He's just like, we've got to go. Brings us all the way back to the house, and as he can continue hearing this howling, Is we it get like to the- like a wolf howl? So I, I don't know. It could or have like been coyotes or like- Well, it, it was an animal, okay. the way he described it. So coyotes or, or a wolf or something- and we get back to the house, and we can hear this howl. And he's like, what were you guys doing? We're like, we were just exploring. What about the howling? We're like, well, we didn't really think about it. <laughs> okay. Like, that's the first thing that, like, thought, like, came to my mind when you're talking about, like, kids being next to the woods, seeing, like, their grandparents, and them, like, Yeah, you don't think it's beckoning. Weird. You're yeah. just like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, like, I didn't think danger. And I was, maybe I'm a freak. <laughs> I thought about this the other day. I was like, Man, I have a really bad habit of kind of disassociating danger from the things that I'm doing. Sean's like, then I ever taught danger in homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm that's okay. that's true. Hard we didn't never teach it. So you disassociate danger. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we never really, we didn't think about it. I have a bad habit of disassociating danger with things that I'm doing uh-huh. to my mother's horror (laughs) horror um (laughs) and also the horror of many of my friends oh my gosh (laughs) 
but he tells us this story and the scary part to me is he like gets this feeling and the sound of the the wolves is definitely a lot closer to us than it was to him so they were close to us that's terrifying and if he hadn't have like you know followed that voice in his head i don't know like what would have happened that is kind of terrifying to think about now dude hell yeah uh wolves are terrifying even if okay so like you're out in the jungle like the mimic story you're telling even if it was just a person even if it is just a wolf that's still terrifying and i wouldn't want to do that um i have a cousin actually it's my wife's cousin matt who lives up in alaska and he told me a ton of stories i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast but we're sitting in a car he's telling all these stories he's an amazing storyteller and he's telling all these different like wilderness stories of being in the middle of nowhere because he used to cut down trees in Alaska and like his confrontation with wildlife and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're all laughing because he's funny. He tells a story so amazing. And I was like, hey, Matt, like you have uh, any stories about Bigfoot? And it was like someone sucked the room out of the or the air out of the car. And he was just like, he goes from jovial, happy. And all of a sudden he's like dead ass serious. And he goes, that is something I will not talk about. (laughs) And I felt like a punch to my stomach. And then he's like, but yeah, another time I was in the wilderness and I was like, and in my head, in my sick head, I was like, I have to get those stories somehow. So I was like planning all these conversations where I'd bring up one more time. Like, oh, and Bigfoot? Like, (laughs) that's so interesting because Bigfoot is something that, you know, it's commercialized. Oh yeah. It's, it's on beef jerky commercials, like yeah, you said. Yeah, it is on beef jerky commercials, and people laugh at it and whatnot. Well, so um, so you'd never hear that kind of reaction to Bigfoot. I usually hear that exact same reaction to skinwalkers. Oh, yeah. People do that all the time. People talk about any scary story. It could be about Emily Rose and her exorcism. It could be about yeah, yeah, spirits, whatever. But as soon as somebody starts talking about skinwalkers, people shy away and like no oh they're like no no don't yeah. talk about it. it's um, like voldemort don't say it don't say yeah. it don't talk about it. we have a friend ashley who was gonna go with us to have a supai and she is so terrified of skinwalkers she nicknamed them skinners because she didn't <laughs> she didn't want to say the whole name so she's like if we were we were telling serious stories we, she'd be like what are you guys talking about we'd be like skinner she'd be like oh hell no like, she was out <laughs> yeah for me it's like time and place mm-hmm and the purpose too. yeah i i have a friend in the ward she is from arizona and her elementary years she grew up in the city and her teenage years she grew up on the reservation she's full navajo and she just moved to the ward a couple weeks ago but we had like a potluck with her roommates and my roommates on sunday yeah and she was like somebody tell me you do a podcast about scary stories oh you famous and i was like hey yes and uh she was like i have a lot of skinwalker stories to tell you she just like oh. voluntary gave up the ghost like, <laughs> wait who's just this on when a silver plate <laughs> what when are you getting these uh this weekend i told Good. her we're getting together she was like and i only want to tell them at night and it'd be cool if we oh. went somewhere to tell them oh, i was yeah, like dude. get this girl on the podcast bro she's got she's cojones cool. bro well, right uh when she came to the house this is her first time at the house First thing she noticed was my vinyl collection. She went through and she's like, this is my favorite one is Kanye. I was like, all right, you win. This girl okay. knows. This girl knows. <laughs> I kind of want to mention something. Maybe. I don't know. It's crossed my mind, especially because I was reading comments about it. 
because we don't want to make people do something they don't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when we ask people for stories on the podcast, it's like, I don't want to make them feel like we're trying to exploit them. We genuinely love scary stories. We'll do our best to respect them. Obviously, we're going to make jokes. Sometimes those are off color, but... For the most part, our hearts are good about it, I feel like. And, and we're, we try to be super respectful for all cultures, I feel like. I know what you're saying. So maybe yeah. when you're out there and you're looking for stories, just be respectful. Because this is all fun and games because you're just listening. But for people who've gone through this, what if this is the most traumatic thing in their life, right? Yeah. And you're like, dude, relive the time you almost died and wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> Tell me, bro. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but... Most of the time when I'm asking, I'm just like, hey, do you have any scary stories? And then they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to share them? Because like, I'm going to share let's them on my rephr- podcast. Let's rephrase our question. Or what do you think about rephrasing our question to when you're comfortable, send us your story. Cool. I like. If you want. Instead of like. Bro, so if you want to be in the cool kids group, send us a scary <laughs> story a now. <laughs> send us your story. Stop whining, bro. It was just demonic possession, bro. <laughs> just a demonic. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Send it in, nerd. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. While we've been doing this, we've only been doing this for two, two and a half months now. And for two months, it's mostly been family and friends. Some of them distant. Yeah. Some of them we haven't talked to in a while. Just acquaintances or. Approaching us. <clears throat> in person or text and call and they'll say things like that. And it's like, there's a story I have. I haven't processed this. I'm still processing it. So I'm just going to tell you how, you know, it went down. Yeah. How it went down. Now within the past couple of weeks, we've gotten random people who have come across our podcast and we're really happy about, you know, we, we didn't think that we would reach people we didn't know it was like our hope but it was like we just want to do this for fun in the first place <laughs> so when we started this we were we were like let's just do it let's just do it for us who cares yeah <laughs> if we get one person who listens that will be a victory right yeah so you all know you could send your stories in at 3 a.m podcast stories at gmail.com that's the let that's the number 3 a m p o d c a s t s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com and so we've been getting stories some of them are whiffers some of them are amazing where we're getting ready to tell and finally we get an email we all we have a group we have a group chat and all those stories that we were getting were mostly family and friends yeah from all from the four of us who run this so we all have a group chat for 3 a.m so we all talk to each other and dj freaking sends a screenshot of an email one day while they're in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. And it's the gist of it is just, it's a younger girl from like Illinois and she's just like, I love your podcast. I've listened to every episode six or seven times. I kind of feel like a part of your friendship and you guys have come such a long way. And dude, when I read that, I was like, so elated <laughs> i was so motivated same i'm still smiling from ear to it's ear so awesome. from that comment because it's like yeah like i said we didn't think it would our reach would be very far and it's still not oh but no we have like yeah yeah not far listeners. at all yeah um, <laughs> but the fact that we reach one person it's like these everyone's been camping and everyone's had a campfire story time and that's the kind of 
environment we wanted to create with this podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, that feeling. That's my favorite part of camping is time to throw down some scary stories, try to make someone not sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's do this. And doing it together, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so thanks for the love. Sean, what were you saying? You had a personal experience? <laughs> I want to say thank you too first because honestly, that's great. We love like hearing from people who listen mm-hmm. and like the fact that we were able to, you know, include someone in our friend group. The yeah. fact that we were able to touch one young girl <laughs> in Indiana. Good Lord. <laughs> Call us a Nimbus 2001 toy because we out here touching. Anyway, that was fun. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is good to be back. We're going to have regularly scheduled episodes once again every week coming mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Lots of things to look forward to, actually, content-wise. Dude, thanks again for the support. Every like, every share, every review, it helps a lot. And it's like I never thought it would happen, so we all really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. In a relatively like short amount of time, two two and a half months. Mm-hmm. If you like it or if you don't like it, whatever your thoughts or feelings are on us or the content of the podcast, let us know. Like, we're super open. Email us. Yeah. We, we'd love to hear. Or DM us. In the spirit of transparency, we've gotten a couple of people who weren't fans, but, like, we need to hear that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't just want yes men or whatever we're doing wrong we want to try and fix, but we're also doing our own things. So. <laughs> like, eventually... Our personal scary stories are going to run out. And so it's going to rely solely on either our research or you, the listener. So if you're out there and you're wondering, should I send it in? Just send it in, man. When you're comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You you freaking maggot. You little little dick. (laughs) (laughs) You little peen. Do it, bro. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for coming through. Bye, lovey. Be safe. Trust your gut and watch your back. Have a safe word so you know you as you and they as they. Set up a password with yourself. Set up a password with your family. Don't text it. Don't Don't say it it around cell phones. Yeah. It just has to be verbal. Something you'll remember. Yep. And then half these stories won't happen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not good either. Maybe half of you shouldn't like do that because we need some scary stories in our life. (laughs) Anyway. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew, but after reading police reports, it became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week, we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week, we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story.